This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Jake Bennett and Michael Dorenda. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 175 of the Laravel News Podcast. Hey, um, the Laracon streaming online thing is coming up. Pretty stoked about that. September mm-hmm. 14th. Yeah, I think. like two weeks Not away. too far away. 10, 10 days. days. Yeah. Yeah. 10 days away. Yep. Pretty excited. We got uh, some devs coming in uh, to town to celebrate the Laracon online viewing. We're going to be doing a little viewing party in town here. We've got two of our own devs coming from Virginia and California mm-hmm. into town. And, um, Maybe even the hemp meister oh, might oh. be coming up. We'll there see. Yeah, I'm trying to talk him into it. I'm trying to talk him into it. See if I can get him. It's, it's, it's good to see so, that uh, all of these things are starting to, you know, I mean, COVID is still around, but people are sort of yeah, starting to, right. sure, you know, come come to terms with the fact that we're living with it for the for the most part, and people yeah. are starting to do more things yeah. and go more places, and you know, I'm starting to get excited for you know maybe doing Laracon AU next year as well. I've I've spoken to a few people yeah. and and things like that, and it's. You know, people are kind of over the last three years of not doing stuff. Um, and, yep, yep. you know, it's it's still like, it's still a year away. And given the last three years, like even a year away is, seems a bit sketchy, you know, in terms of planning for something sure. that far in advance. But I, I think Taylor tweeted the other day that, you know, Laracon EU, I think, or Laracon, whichever Laracon is going to be in February, January, February is like the first in-person Laracon he's going to have been to since new york in 2019 which is yeah which is wild yep. holy cow like that's crazy it is crazy it's um it's it's 2019 crazy to think oh my word that was forever ago. yeah i mean i yeah. was i was barely allowed to travel back then and you know now, now i've got it my my youngest will be two years old um this this sunday mm-hmm. so it's wild wild times wild anyway. indeed wild indeed hey go ahead i was gonna say uh i can, I can shout out our shout sponsor them out. for today. shout them out Shout out Honey Badger. Honey Badger, thanks so much for sponsoring the show again. If you've listened to the show for very long, you know that Honey Badger has been a faithful sponsor for the show. So if you haven't checked their website out, here's what I would say. Even if you already have an error tracking service, just go check out their website. Just go take a look and see if it has something that your current error tracking service does not. I promise you it's actually not that difficult to switch over. And uh, by switching over, you'd be switching over to an error tracking service that supports the Laravel community. So thanks, Honey Badger. For sponsoring the show, we're going to be talking about them just a little bit later. But before that, we are going to be talking about some releases, some news, some packages, some tutorials, and no community links this week, but that's okay. So let's get started. Let's jump right in. Laravel 9.26. Michael, you want to rock, paper, scissors for this one? Let's do it. Here we go. You ready? Ready? Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, Scissors. (laughs) Tied. Okay, ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Here we go. (laughs) Paper? Are you kidding me? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. (laughs) Oh my gosh! This is getting ridiculous. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, you win. I win. There right, we paper go. Paper beats rock. Crazy. Nine dot two six. First up, Tim McDonald contributed a Vite asset URL helper to generate a URL in Blade, giving the following code in your app's JS entry point. Vite will process all images and fonts in the following path. So if you import dot meta dot glob as a function call and then pass an array mm-hmm. of paths, for example dot dot slash images slash Asterisk, asterisk. If you then use the Vite asset helper method, it will point to your project's build assets within a Blade template. So you can do Vite colon colon asset 
resources images logo and it will know to sort that out and pull that like hoist that up um, as a static asset correctly so you don't have to you know copy them between resources and public and all that kind of stuff it'll just it'll handle all of this ah, magic for you interesting now i assume as part of that process it's going to grab those files and move them into a publicly accessible location but those those front end things are all mystic dark arts to me so if you're interested in that yeah. then definitely check it out we'll have links to it in the show notes next up we have um, the ability to add closure support to dispatch conditionals. Uh, this was contributed by Italo. And this is for the usage of a closure to dispatch jobs conditionally. The entire job instance is passed mm, nice. to the closure. So you can do uh, my job, my curable job, colon, colon, dispatch if, or dispatch unless. So this is you know allowing you to conditionally dispatch jobs without having to you know wrap the whole thing in a condition. It, it kind of just like the that. main thing um, from a readability perspective is just to you know reduce your indent levels and keep things kind of neat and tidy. It purely subjective, but I do like using these dispatch, dispatch now, dispatch if, dispatch unless type helpers directly on the job rather than using the global dispatch helper and things like that. So definitely check that out if that I'm is of interest. Curious, I'm curious if our IDE stuff will know be friendly with us for like static analysis sometimes static analysis has a hard time with weird like not weird i'm not gonna say they're weird but just these unique helpers yeah. i like using mm-hmm. them but sometimes it's like i don't know what this is yeah you know you're on laristan on it and it's like eh, what is that i'm not sure yeah. so, i think i mean whatever. you know laristan is usually pretty good for those kinds of things it's more if you're just relying yeah. on the vanilla and like i know php storm has a lot of these laravel things built in and there's the laravel idea does, and yeah. things like that that you can pay for mm-hmm. that they kind of pick all that yep. up it's just kind of you know using the language you know providing the syntactic sugar over the top of php as a language to provide these convenient things because we don't have them you know, as part of the language directly. So use it if you like it. Don't use it if you don't. No one will twist your arm one way or the other. Next up, Dan Harron contributed a min underscore digits and a max underscore digits built-in validation rules, which are uh, the rules require the integer under validation must have a minimum or maximum length of value. Now, I assume these will also follow the sort of typical size rules around if you're applying that to um, numeric values. So definitely check that out. This is more so, so rather than saying it has to be a number between, you know, 100 and 1,000, you can just say like min yeah. three, max four. And that, you know, you, that way yeah. you've got that kind of implicit validation logic in there. Uh, and the last thing that we have here, Ollie Reed contributed support for all the remaining where asterisks, where asterisk methods available on routes to route groups. Um, so this is like where in and things like that that you can provide on the route helper. Um, so this is, I mean, I don't, I don't use these myself, uh, but this is so you can I'm do. I'm not it. sure what this that is. is for like what, what is this that is exactly? The conditional logic on your um, on your route group. So that, it, this functionality was available on the routes themselves, like on route get, but this is on route group. So hoisting that that stuff up on top there. Um, so you can definitely check that out. We have links to it in the show notes. It's um. I did a terrible job of explaining it, but yeah, it's everything it's will be clear. In the I, I'm not, yeah, I've not used that before. That's interesting. Mm. All right, that's it. Okay, the, uh, well, we did have another release, that but I think it was the... a bit bit more of a maintenance release in in nine point two seven. We don't gotcha. have anything specific to talk about on it, but there have been okay. two releases. Okay, all right, sounds good. Well, we're going to move on to the news then. So we've got a brand new free video course from Laracasts. So. Luke Downing, who I had the pleasure of speaking to on North Meet South, our other podcast last week, 
Uh, we talked about this just a little bit on that show, but this is a very new, very free video course from Laracast. Luke Downing walks you through the setup to becoming proficient with Pest PHP. So let's talk about Pest PHP real quick. Uh, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you probably know what it is. But Pest PHP is essentially written on top of PHP Unit. This is uh, created by Nuno Maduro before he was on Team Laravel. But since he's become uh, a part of Team Laravel, Pest has been kind of pulled into Laravel as another way that you can uh, generate your tests. Instead of just using PHP Unit, you can use Pest. And the name Pest comes from uh, sort of a takeoff of Jest, right, which is a JavaScript testing framework. And so it just adds some really cool niceties that PHP unit, you have to be explicit about. Things like if you need to use refresh database, it's just going to go ahead and include it for you. You don't have to remember to put it at the top of your test, like use statement. Like I've done that mm-hmm. so many times, right? I just write it to pull up a new test, write my new test. I run it and it's like, oh, I got to add that use statement at the top. Pest just does that for you. Uh, and there's a lot of really interesting things. I mean, that's a very simplistic example of what it does, but there are some really nice things that it does. Integrates really well with Laravel. It's not Laravel only, but it does play very nicely with Laravel. So there's eight episodes. There's no sign up required on Laracast, which is pretty cool, right? Like we're not, they're not trying to like get your email. They're not trying to do that. Literally anybody can go and watch mm-hmm. it for free. And they made a really good intro on Twitter that I got to yeah. see uh, not too long ago. It's pretty very, cool. I, very I don't remember who it is that's thingsy. working. Yes, absolutely. Like analog, sort of crackly, sort of mm-hmm. television screen. It was cool. Okay, so here are the eight episodes that cover installation through more advanced features. There's installation and setup, lifecycle hooks, expectations, expectations, double plus, double good. I don't know what that means. I just listened to uh, the book 1984 mm-hmm. by George Orwell. And uh, double plus is like a uh, thing that they have in Newspeak, which means like extra good. So instead of having like, instead of having the word good and then great and then excellent and amazing, mm-hmm. no, they just say good, double or good, you know, double good, triple good, whatever. That's that's how you have, you know, C, C plus, C plus plus, and then C sharp. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we've got expectations, expectations, double good data sets, combined data sets, groups, exceptions and skipping tests, and then coverage and parallel testing. So Nuno was actually, I think, also behind parallel testing with Laravel, mm-hmm. you know, if you're using PHP unit or PEST. So, yep, cool stuff there. So the end of the course, you're going to be ready to use PEST in your, in your PHP and Laravel projects and packages. So check out the fantastic course and get productive with the hottest testing framework for PHP. Beautiful. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that that course was not just free, but very free. Um, and I like very free. I like that these kind of very community oriented packages and and you know uh, educational content that finds its way onto Laracast does does get published as free content because you know it's the kind of thing that we whilst we do you know you can survive without testing. It's it's better for everyone's health and sanity that that you do have testing your applications and and being able to educate the community of you know about these things to say that you know we've got testing and here's this thing that you can look at and use is um is really cool so kudos to to Jeffrey Absolutely. to not yep. not only that but there's been a lot of content there's there's actually a new series coming out this week at the time of the recording um around you know getting started with PHP as well so it'd be a nice refresher there on on you know using modern PHP cuz the 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 course that is on Laracast at the moment is a bit dated in terms of PHP version. So it'd be nice to see a, a new release of that. So definitely check out Laracast. We'll have links to that in the show notes. 
And next up, the makers of Tailwind CSS have released Heroicons 2.0, which is a set of 264 handcrafted SVG icons for the web. These icons are redrawn from scratch and feature a 24-pixel solid set, a 24-pixel outline set, and a new, thinner, 1.5-pixel stroke set. They are available as first-party React and View libraries and official Figma components. You can check them all out at Heroicons.com. You can either copy the SVG straight from the Heroicons website into your project or use, as I mentioned, the first-party React and View libraries to pull those into your applications. There's also uh, Blade Heroicons, which is a project that Dries Vince started that you can check out. Um, we'll have links to all of these things in the show notes. But if you want a very nice, very um, web application-centric icon set that is free to use from the team at Tailwind, check them out. We'll have links to it in the show notes. Man, do these things look good. So mm. good. We use these always. I mean, do you remember how it used to have to be? Like you had to figure like, okay, there's this font icon that I need to import yeah. and do all this crazy Sprite sheets to... and things like that. Yeah, sprite sheet. Exactly. And it was like, okay, I have to assign this class to this I element and then hope that the magic behind the scenes works and all this stuff. And this is just, they're free. I can't mm-hmm. believe it. It's just, it's just free. Here you go. Free stuff. I love it. Man, free, free courses, free icons, good stuff. Okay, so let's talk about the Laracon online schedule. So while I'm waiting for it to load up, uh, once again, Laracon on, online is going to be streaming for free on YouTube. Very free. Continue Extremely the free. Continue free the plus plus. Extremely free. That's right. Free double good on September 14th, 2022. So this is going to allow the Laracon team to reach the entire Laravel community. Huge thank you to the incredible partners for helping us achieve this. The, all the talks that are going to be there this year are brand new. They've never been presented at any Laracon and they're going to be delivered live during the event. So there's 18 incredible speakers, including a keynote from Taylor on the state of Laravel and what's new in Laravel. So I'm not going to read through the entire schedule, but it starts... And note here that all times are in America, New York, so Eastern Eastern time zone. It starts at 9 o'clock a.m. and it goes all the way until 5.45 p.m. So translate that to your own time zone and that's that's how it, that's how it goes. Uh, I've been looking through this though and there's some really good talks this year. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. And some first-time speakers as well, as well as some of the experienced speakers that we've heard from each year. A guy, Ralph Smith, deep dive into carbon. Uh, he's like a new guy, I think. He's like really young. It looks like really young. I don't know. It's just cool. Like I'm stoked that it's not like the same people that we've had every single year. Like there's new blood mm-hmm. still coming into the community, right? That feels good to me. It just feels like there's some longevity yeah. there. It's not just the same people who have been here for the last, you know, eight years or whatever it is, 10 years. Is it 10 years now? Yeah. It's, uh, I think years? we're into Ten year years. 11 now. Dang. Yeah. So really, really, but good. yeah, as as you say, uh, it's so not me- it's not just this. You know, there's obviously the old favorites and people that have spoken before and things like that. But there's also a great platform for new speakers, people that haven't spoken before, returning speakers. I see Chris Fidel's back. He hasn't uh, hasn't spoken yep. for a little while, so it's good. And Matt Stauffer is returning to speaking as well. So always look forward to to hearing them speak uh, at, at these events, and it's good to have them back. And you say, you know, it, it's a it's a long day. You know, nine till five forty five. There's um, mm-hmm. eight sort of 40-minute talks, and there's also 10 lightning talks, which are much shorter. If you go to the Laracon yes. website at laracon.net, it will show you the entire speaker schedule in your local time zone. 
so you don't have to worry about trying to figure out the time zones yourself. Uh, oh, nice. For me, the event starts at uh, 10.30 at night and finishes at 7.15 a.m., so I probably won't see most of it, <laughs> but nice. uh, I'm still working my way through, um, you know, Laracon summer from <laughs> from this year. So nice. yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get yeah, to it. Some but, really um, good talks in that one too. Yeah, always, yep. always good talks. You know, Taylor... Well, actually, not Taylor this time, but um, you know, Ian and and Eric curate a a fine set of speakers, um, event after event in these online events. So definitely check it out. There's uh, always something for everyone, and it's free. So you know, you can't really it is free complain about uh, you know spending your money on something that you didn't enjoy. That's right. Let me give a quick shout out to the gold and silver sponsors. So we've got Titan, Kirschbaum, Vehicle, Sentry, Kurotech, Jump, and About You. Thank you so much to them for their generous donations to make this possible for it to be free for everybody. I also want to give a very quick shout out. Um, if you happen to be in the Midwest, like anywhere in the Midwest, I would love to personally invite you to come to our viewing party. It's not too late. It's We have plenty of room. Uh, we are actually going to be all getting together on the 13th. So we'll be coming. Some people will be coming into town that evening. We go out to a good restaurant and eat and drink there. And then we're going to go out and do something crazy like axe throwing, or maybe we'll go to like an eight bit barcade where they have all these old games, or maybe we're going to go like a top golf. I'm not sure mm-hmm. yet. I'm not sure exactly where we're going to nice. go. We're going to do something really fun. Um, it's sort of, you know, basically trying to bring back in some of the fun that we used to have mm-hmm. at Laracon, you know? Uh, and so we're going to do that the night before. We're going to meet up the next morning. We'll provide breakfast, lunch and snacks in the afternoon and all that stuff. If you are anywhere in the Midwest, we'd love to have you. The viewing party is is listed on the Laracon website. Uh, so it's the Bloomington uh, viewing party there. I think we're the first one. Canico is always so nice. He always reminds me like, hey, dude, you're going to put that thing together? <laughs> like, yes, I am. So anyway, I think we're the only party listed in there that is in the US. So heck, even if you're not from the Midwest, come come hang out with us. We'd yeah. love to have you. Hey, and if you want to start your own uh, meeting, uh, you know, what are we calling it? Watching, watching party, watch party. Then uh, definitely get in touch with the organizers. There is a link to do that on the website, and uh, you can do that as well. And speaking of, absolutely, did you, did you speak out? You didn't shout out the sponsors. You said you were going to, but then you didn't. I did not. I well, correct. Well, I know I did. I did. I, t- I said the names. All right. Okay. You can spot out. You can shout speaking, out our next. Speaking sponsor. of sponsors, yeah, we've also got Honey Badger, as you mentioned at the top of the show. And let's face it, Jake, if your code is going to have errors, even code written by an amazing developer such as yourself, when errors do happen, it's nice to know that Honey Badger has your back. Honey Badger makes you a DevOps hero by combining error, uptime, and check-in monitoring into a single, easy-to-use platform. They'll send you alerts in real time with all the context needed to see what's causing the errors and where they're hiding so you can quickly fix and get on with your day. And with the included uptime and cron monitoring, that also lets you know when your external services are having issues or your background jobs go missing or silently fail. If you go to honeybadger.io, you can discover how Star, Josh, and Ben created a 100% bootstrap monitoring solution, which is important because by being self-funded, it means they only answer to you, the developer, rather than a venture capital overlord. You can check them out at honeybadger.io. Thanks again to sponsoring the show. Very nice. Thank you, Honey Badger. Hey, let's move on to some packages and developer tools, shall we? Let's do it. The first one here is a tool that allows you to import Laravel Vapor DNS over to Cloudflare. So Orison slash Cumulus, which Cumulus is a cloud, uh, right? A type of cloud. So like that makes sense. And I guess Orison is probably the name of the company who's developing this, who found a need for it. Or maybe it's just a person. I'm not exactly sure. In any case, it is a library. It is an open source package that works with Laravel Vapor. 
to allow the user to manage their DNS records better when using Cloudflare for DNS. So when a custom domain is added in Laravel Vapor and assigned to a project environment and deployed, Laravel Vapor automatically sets up the proper DNS records in Route 53. This is just something it does for you, right? It's built to work with AWS. And so all the things that it uses are like, hey, AWS, you're going to use um, DynamoDB. No problem. Here you go. You're going to use, I don't know, SES for emails. Here you go. No problem. But basically, it's it's not locked in. But in this case, it uses Route 53, which is AWS's you know thing for managing your DNS. Level Vapor then displays these records via the UI or the Vapor CLI tool, which you would then have to copy manually into Cloudflare. Try to manage that DNS information from Vapor to Cloudflare. Uh, it's just it's open to human error, right? Mm-hmm. And wasted time since it has to be copied over manually. So, in essence, this Cumulus is an open source tool that automatically copies over those DNS records from Vapor to Cloudflare. So, how does it work? Uh, so, before you can start using it, you have to have a valid Cloudflare API access token, of course. Uh, you have to have the domain set up as a zone in your Cloudflare account, and you have to have a fully installed and authenticated Laravel Vapor CLI. Once you have those three things done, you're ready to start using the package commands. So when obtaining that Cloudflare access token, you'll want to make sure that you use the edit DNS zone template. This is a really good template to use as it allows you to be able to manage the zone resources. And so to start using the package, you just need to install it. And then once installed, you add your Cloudflare API token. And then once you authenticate, you can start uh, using the commands to start pushing stuff over for you. So they talk a little bit about why you should use Laravel Vapor, which uh, if you don't know about Laravel Vapor, it's uh, auto scaling, it's built, it's serverless, basically for Laravel, right? So it handles all the stuff so you don't have to. The complexities of setting that up yourself with AWS, don't have to do that. You can just use Laravel Vapor. It's going to save you a lot of money, save you a lot of time. Uh, Secondarily, why would you use Cloudflare? I'm not going to go through all the different reasons why they list here, but I use Cloudflare, really enjoy using Cloudflare, great service. Uh, So if you happen to use those two sorts of things, this is a great package to help manage your DNS between Vapor and Cloudflare. The end. All right, Michael, next one. Perfect. Next up, we have the Laravel Mail SPF Checker, which is a package to check if you can send an email through a given mail server in the name of a given email address. When sending in the name of a domain without using a legitimate mail server of the domain, it can get tricky. Most of the time, your mail ends up in a spam folder, which can be solved by configuring a correct SPF record for the domain you are sending with. This package provides a checker that you can use in your app to ensure you have a correct SPF record. So the SPF records basically um, are used, if you've ever set up like Amazon SES, uh, the simple email service, or if you've used a service like, uh, what are they called, SendGrid or Mailgun or whatever else, they ask you to set up these text yep. records or these the SPF records. Ones, yep. And that basically, in DNS, authorizes your uh, transactional mail service provider to send email from your domain. So that means, you know, they're basically verifying that you have control to that domain and that you are authorized to say, you know, this this transactional provider is allowed to send email in its simplistic form. And then it's up to the mail service to to either accept or reject or flag as spam, depending on how they're configured, mail that's coming from that server that says that it's coming from your domain. And this is where if you're, you know, you've got my app, my.app or, you know, Jake's amazing app.dev or whatever else that is sending email using a transactional provider, that's how you get that email to validly come from a third-party service rather than your own mail service, which, you know, doesn't really happen anymore. So this is that protection in place. So this package is responsible for then checking whether or not you can send mail as that address. 
Uh, so you can get started with the package by checking out the Mao SPF checker repository. We'll have links to all of that on the show notes. Excellent. Okay. There's also some stuff like DKIM, and I feel like there's this other set of records, this other set of things that basically allows you to say, if we have something that is trying to spoof as you, what should we do with it? I can't mm. remember what those records are. Anyway, lots of fun trying to set those up. Yeah, I should write a quick tutorial on how to restrict your app to only be able to send as a certain domain when using SES. Have you ever had to do this before? Don't think no. so. Have you ever, do, you, do you ever use like what was like sort of your transactional service of choice when you, you were sending email and stuff? Um, I mean, I've used uh, Mailgun before just because it's like what I've always used. I've used SendGrid before because that was price priced correctly for what we needed to use it for. Um, and sure. I use like I've used SES as well. And all of them, it's a bit of a pain to set up and then get verified and then approved and then yeah right waiting and and then you forget all about it because once it's set up you kind of never have to worry about it again right right yeah so i we have a bunch of different applications that we have that send uh like as whatever the name is and so we we verified the domain with ses right so we verified our wilbergroup.com domain and so that means like anything that i give access to like any app that i give access to send Mm -hmm. can send as anything at that root domain.com, which is a little bit scary because yeah. they get sent as my email. Yeah. And our services are set to say, hey, anything that's coming from SES, it's legit. Mm-hmm. It's all legit. It's all good. Pass it through the spam filters. We know that this is us. Go ahead and send it through. Well, that's a bit scary because if somebody was to compromise one of our apps or be able to get access to start sending email as us, they could literally send it as anybody and it would come in as, yep, that's them. It looks good. And so um, what I ended up wanting to do was to say, no, I only want this app to be able to send as this specific email. And it wasn't crazy difficult, but I went through a couple iterations of how I was handling it. And the long story short version of of it is I decided to handle it in the policy in AWS, but it took me a little bit to get there. And so there's basically a policy that you can set up that you say, yes, they can send us anything from this root domain, but then you can add a condition that says, but the string that they're sending as from email has to start with, and then you can specify whatever you want them to be mm-hmm. able to send from. And if it doesn't, then it's going to reject it and say, nope, you can't send as that you're not authorized. And so, I don't know, helps me sleep better at night knowing that my applications yeah. you know, aren't going to do that. And so anyway, I should write that up sometime. I haven't yet, but I should. Okay, should. on to the next package. I should. Laravel Log Viewer is a fast and might I say, beautiful log viewer written by Arunas Securus. Scurious. Scurious. I'm scurious. So I'm looking at it and it is. It looks really great. And so uh, log viewer supports multiple logs, which you can see single daily and horizon logs as well. You can also customize which logs are picked up by the application via the packages config file. So you don't have to look at all of them through here. You can just say just these specific ones I want to take a look at. Uh, but instead of like parsing plain text logs and jumping into uh, you know an SSH and then jumping over to your logs, uh, this gives you pretty formatted, collapsible, expandable, searchable logs. Here's some main features for why you might use this. You can link directly to the logs, right? So you can say, oh, I want this particular log. Hey, other developers, take a look at this. This is what happened. Link, boom. They click it. It's going to take them in, show them that specific log. That's great. Searchable and filterable by severity. You can download and remove logs via the UI. So if you're looking to grab them, 
pop them out, delete them. You can do that. Uh, short stack traces to remove trace cruft from logs. Mm. It's configurable to only view the ones that you want. It's built with Alpine, Tailwind, and Laravel. So the tall stack looks like you can sort by oldest or newest, light and dark mode. So if you'd like to get more background on the log viewer package, the author wrote about it in a nice little blog post. We'll link in the show notes. And uh, it's on GitHub, available there. So thank you, Paul Redmond, for suggesting this one. Everyone's favorite human. Got to give him a shout out every episode. Thanks, Paul. You're the man. And there you go. On yeah. To the, on to the next one. That looks uh, looks like a, a neat little package. If you know, if you if you're not at the level yet where you've got some log aggregation service, if you're not using something like PaperTrail right. or where where right. in yeah, um, so we use PaperTrail, mm-hmm. we're using um, Datadog for a whole bunch of different stuff, uh, performance tracking. It's managing all of it, like monitoring all of our infrastructure and things like that as well. So it's good to know that there are tools out there that you can use without having to sort of jump all in into these paid behemoth solutions. Yep, yep. On to the tutorials. And we have three of them here, all of them written by our friend Steve McDougall, the tutorial meister. I'm not going to read any part of any of these, but I will give you the titles (laughs) and I will tell you that the links to all of them will be in the show notes for you to read through at your own leisure. But first up, we have working with Laravel model events, which may or may not be something that you're interested in. They are very handy in certain scenarios and painful in others. Next up, we have working with uh, operating system processes in PHP. Sometimes you need to work through OS level commands in your PHP application. So this talks through using the Symfony process component to, to do that. I did see... And Nuno the other day tweet that he is working on some improvements to that functionality, bringing kind of a a HTTP client sort of facade over the top of accessing them and then providing the same kind of testing stuff that we have where you can assert exit statuses and and responses and things like that. So it'd be interesting to see that pop up in in a coming release of Laravel at some stage. And the last thing we have here is an interesting one, I thought. It's from idea to blog to live without leaving your IDE. And this is a, yeah, a, a very, fairly in-depth blog post talking about using Statomic, the uh, flat file CMS from our friends at uh, they Will, Wilder, Wilderborn. Is that they still? Wilderborn, they, yep. Will, they're still called Wilderborn, right? Um, so. mm-hmm. Jack McDade, Jack McDade and team, um, and using uh, Pulumi to sort of build up your infrastructure as code to manage deployment of that to a DigitalOcean infrastructure. And so this is doing all of that in code in your IDE without ever having to leave your IDE. So definitely check that out. It is very juicy write-up. Thanks to Steve. He does amazing work for us and always has very thorough and very long tutorials for everyone to read. Um, That is it. They're great. They are really good. Mm -hmm. Really, really good stuff. So you should definitely check them out. If you have not seen any of those before, uh, thank you, Steve King. Everybody, Steve King. Oh, oops. Oh, my bad. My bad. Steve McDougall. Just kidding, Steve. Sorry about that. Well, Steve. All right, everybody. Hey, this was episode 175. If you'd like to find show notes for this episode, please go to Laravel-News. Oh, sorry. Start over. Podcast.Laravel-News.com slash 175. Um, if you like the show, rate it up. Five stars would be great in your podcatcher of choice. And always hit. you can feel free to hit us up on uh, Twitter, on the Twitters. At Michael Dorita at Jacob Bennett or at Laravel News. And hey, you know what? If you wanted to leave us a comment on our podcast review stuff, what should we do, Michael? Should we like shot? Should we have them on the show? I mean, what? I don't know. We probably can't do that, but we should depends just on how nice they are. Their names. We could say their names. We would definitely say their names. 
We should definitely say their names. Maybe we like even like if you're really nice, just be like, hey, you want to jump on on a Saturday night, ten thirty Eastern Central Time, whatever. <laughs> say hi to all your friends. I don't know. Leave us a comment. We would appreciate it. And uh, nobody's probably been listening to this point. They're probably on to the next podcast. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Skip and go. Skip, Skip and go. go. All right, everybody. That's it for this week. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.